Hello, and welcome to The Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. So early on in this podcast, I promised to dive deeper into the psychology of the artist or some of the basic personality traits or the psyche of a creative personality, and to look at how this affects the artist's real day-to-day life and see if there aren't ways that we can improve even that. In other words, we're interested in improving the whole artist, not just the art itself. And this is because by improving the artist in general, I believe it does in fact deepen the art because it allows the art to be more true. It allows the artist to differentiate or access or identify real truth instead of having our perspectives be distorted by trauma or damage or false beliefs or wounds from our past or from other people. The messages that we've been taught over the course of our lives might not actually be true and in fact might be undermining the quality of our art. In my experience, one of the basic personality traits of an artist is a tendency to have regular or annual existential crises, whereby we question every aspect of our being, our abilities, our artistry, our talent, our capacity for, or even the likelihood of us ever being able to produce another piece of true art again. Anybody relate to this? We can literally spiral until we are drowning in a pool of self-doubt. And the irony is that this often comes on the heels of some kind of success. Every artist knows what it feels like to be connected to some kind of mystical current. You know what I'm talking about, to be in the pocket or in the zone where we feel like we are simply conduits of some kind of mystical energy, where the art is pouring out of us in a way that shows that we are just the vessels through which that art is coming to life. However, no sooner do we finish having our existential crisis when paralyzing self-doubt and fear creep into the equation and it's like poison making its way through our entire system and that's when we question our existence. This is really when the negative self-talk picks up. You're a fraud. You're a failure. Why would anyone listen to you? Who cares what you think? You'll never be successful. What were you thinking? Now, I mentioned in the last episode that one of the key ways to combat the inner critic is to write affirmations, specifically composed to replace the lies with truth. Based on some of the feedback and comments I got from listeners after the last episode, I'd like to unpack this and say a couple of things that I think might help clarify this issue because there seems to be quite a bit of confusion about affirmations. So the very first point I'd like to make is that affirmations are a powerful tool to combat the lies. But there's a lot of weird stuff out there. There's a lot of false affirmations, which is why this has become so confusing. So I'm not talking about writing cheesy, silly, and arguably false words of flattery or self-importance. We are not building some kind of false narrative here about ourselves or trying to convince ourselves that we are something when we are not. I am also not advocating for some kind of SNL type of affirmation, such as Stuart Smalley's, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Maybe you're not good enough. 
Maybe you're not smart enough. Maybe the project is bigger than you. Maybe people don't like you very much because you have an abrasive personality. Those things might be true. So the kind of affirmation I'm advocating actually acknowledges what's actually true. Which brings me to the second point I want to make. Number two, we are forever committed to telling the truth. Whatever affirmation you write needs to be true. It needs to acknowledge that which is true. This is our overarching guiding principle. It's the non-negotiable that guides us at every step along the way. It is the essential purpose of every artist. And we've been talking about it since day one. The artist must always and forever be committed to telling the truth. We are truth tellers, period. However, there's the truth and then there's the truth. Look, I can acknowledge the fact that I am not everybody's cup of tea. Not everyone is going to like me. Not everyone is going to connect with my style or my approach or my art or my personality. I used to joke that I have the spiritual gift of offending others. I don't mean to brag, but I'm really good at it. So writing an affirmation claiming that everyone likes me would not only be false, but it would violate the first principle of the storyteller, which is that I must tell the truth. A regular listener of this podcast wrote to say that she struggled with the affirmation part of the last episode because she personally knew a gal who had gone to a therapist and that therapist had pressured the gal into saying certain daily affirmations. Now the gal was in crisis and so she did what the therapist advocated her to do. But according to my listener, it had resulted in disastrous consequences. The gal ended up being even more confused and frazzled for reasons I hope to unpack later in this episode. But the bottom line is that the affirmations that this therapist had asked the gal to expose herself to were not actually true affirmations in the purest sense of the word. The human mind is capable of a great deal of self-deception, but it generally takes a while for it to really take root. We're kind of like smokers. Smokers have to work really hard to become addicted because every time you take those few puffs in the beginning, your body reacts. It's a violent reaction. We get sick. We cough it out. We choke on it. So like smokers who have to work really hard to become addicted, we have to work really hard to bypass the kind of instinctual truth that God has placed on our hearts. Our spirits know the difference when we hear something that rings true versus something that rings false. However, many of us have learned not to trust ourselves or to trust others or institutions more than ourselves. So we talk ourselves out of our instincts. We talk ourselves out of that jangled up feeling that we have in our spirit. We reason ourselves out of it. We think that we are the problem or that the jangled up feeling itself is the problem when really that's the part of our programming that God built into our DNA to help us discern between good and bad, between right and wrong, truth and lies. Here's a freebie for you. If you ever find yourself jingled up inside because of something someone has said about you or somebody else, or by the accusatory words that you hear in your own head about yourself, that is a clue from your body and your spirit that something is wrong with it. Something is out of whack. Something is off. 
So I encourage you not to dismiss it or to talk yourself out of it or assume that you must be wrong or the other person must be right. Do not allow someone else to take over your narrative. Trust your body, trust your spirit, trust yourself. Pay attention to that jangled up feeling in your heart. It is God's gift to you. Don't talk yourself out of it for anyone. That said, let's get back to the point at hand. Truth is the key ingredient that must be present in any affirmation you construct. Sometimes that means you have to acknowledge some of the less flattering aspects of yourself, but we do this through reframing the narrative, not denying it. For example, let's say I miss an important appointment with someone and for no good reason. For whatever reason, it just completely slipped my mind and I've blown it. Now I'm furious with myself. What I may hear in my head is, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. How could I have been so stupid? Now it would be untrue for me to write an affirmation that says, I'm perfect just the way I am. I never make mistakes. Everything I do is perfectly okay all the time. Instead, I would want to write something that acknowledges the genuine foibles of my humanity, but in a way that doesn't attack my inherent dignity and worth. For example, I might say, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Sometimes I don't even have an excuse for the mistakes I make, but that doesn't make me an idiot or a failure. It only makes me human. It is okay for me to make a mistake. Which leads me to point number three. The purpose of affirmations is not to feed a false view of self, but to encourage self-acceptance and self-love, or what I like to call grace. We're giving grace to ourselves. As artists, we are going to hear negative messages about ourselves from our inner critic. This is a given. It's just one of the basic personality traits of the artist to annually have that breakdown where we question our own value and worth, where we question our own ability to make a difference as an artist. It's going to happen. Every artist I know in the history of making art has had this happen on an annual basis. When this happens, and depending on the types of messages we hear about ourselves from the inner critic, we should be able to compose affirmations that directly combat those lies, those self-sabotaging lies that are really from the enemy, since they're a means by which we are kept down and prevented from realizing our full potential. The inner critic, you see, keeps us insecure. The inner critic keeps us in turmoil. It keeps us in turmoil within ourselves, not the good kind of turmoil where we're unsettled in our spirit and it signifies that we're being called to create or to do something about whatever it is that's agitating us so that we take some action and address some problem in the world with our art. That's the good kind of agitation. But the inner critic creates the bad kind of agitation where we're at war with ourselves, where we're abusing ourselves, where we are basically in a perpetual state of turmoil. So affirmations, true affirmations, are a way to start combating that, to take back the power of these messages of the inner critic and the shaming that then gets heaped on us that keeps us enslaved or keeps us oppressed and victimized. 
we start taking back that power. Next week, we're going to look at a slightly different angle, however, because used wrongly, affirmations can become a means by which we justify bad behavior or character flaws, and we don't want to do that either. So we will look at that next week. For today, my encouragement to you is to try this. Don't think of this as some wacky, wonky, spiritual hoity-toity thing that I'm recommending that's just weird and out there. Try it. You're an artist. If you're listening to this podcast, you're an artist and you have an inner critic. And I'm guessing that inner critic can get pretty loud at times. Try it. Try writing an affirmation or two that directly combats whatever messages that are predominant in your brain that you're telling yourself about yourself and see if it doesn't make a difference. My theory is that it takes a good four weeks of doing an affirmation every single day, several times a day for you to start truly believing the truth over and against the lie. And then what happens is you start hearing the lie and you get better about going, wait a minute, that's not true. No, I'm not an idiot. I'm just flawed and it's okay. And when you start getting to that point of self-acceptance in that area, you would be amazed the freedom you experience in all others. My relationships are better now because I have affirmations that I've composed specifically in my trauma areas or my artist areas. It just permeates to all these different layers of my life. I live in more freedom. I am not in bondage anymore to these abusive critical messages. So if you've never given affirmations a chance, I would like to encourage you to try it. If you look in the notes section of this podcast, you will find a list of common inner critic messages that either trauma survivors or artists may hear, followed by some affirmations that have been composed specifically to address those messages. And if you try this, I would love to hear from you. Please do reach out and let me know how this experiment goes. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to The Mission with Zena Del Lowe. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.